Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Shout Our Struggle podcast. It has been a little bit. And in the nature of this podcast and the life I tried to lead of authenticity, I'm going to be honest and say that I've been struggling. And it's okay to struggle. That's the whole point of Shout Our Struggle, right? That's the basis of it. So I'm not ashamed to say that. It's been a really difficult year for everyone. And I graduated college. I graduated college thinking I was going to be an actor. And now I'm going back to school to get a master's and doctorate in psychology. And that's a big change. That's a big step. And I'm in a little bit of a liminal space right now. I just was going through it. I was having issues with depression. I was having issues with anxiety and it happens. Healing is not a linear journey and especially not with mental illness. My mental illness isn't something I'm ever going to get rid of. My mental illness isn't something that's going to go away no matter how much therapy I do, no matter how much work I do. It's always going to be there. It is a part of me and it is a part of me that even if it's difficult to deal with, I am proud of and lifting others up in the name of what I've gone through. So that is where I've been. I am feeling a lot better. I feel like I've gotten out of the rut. I feel like I have more motivation and I've done a lot of reflection and I've realized a lot of things that I need to work on and those are things that will make me healthier in the long run. So I just wanted to run that by you all, um, my audience and the people who know me. That's the most authentic I can be. I may have a title in the Miss America system. I may have a degree from college. I may have plenty of friends and family who love me and support me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to struggle. And it's okay to struggle. And you're allowed to talk about it. So that's <laughs> that's where I've been the past few months. I want to be more consistent with this. That is my goal. Finishing out the year, finishing out... Um, this chapter of my life and moving into 2022, I want to make this as consistent as possible. Also, give myself the space to be human. Give myself the space to struggle if I'm struggling, and I hope you all will do the same. To get into today's episode, I think I want to start a new segment, and I think it'll be fun. In mainstream media, there's a lot more celebrities whether that be singers, athletes, actors, talking openly about their struggles with mental illness. And I think that that is a beautiful and wonderful thing. It is the basis of the theory that this podcast is built on. And to dive a little bit more into that, I am someone who has read a lot of feminist theory and I've taken a lot of feminist courses throughout my time in college. And during the second wave feminist movement, something that was employed a lot was the mode of personal narrative. And personal narrative is just telling your personal experiences because the personal is political. The personal is a reflection of society. 
we are all, we live in a society, right? Oh my gosh, so cheesy, but it's true. And our personal experiences are a reflection of that society. So when we talk about them, it's the only way to improve them. It's the only way to make things better. And so this podcast and the theory that I build the methods I'm using is off of personal narrative. We learn from each other. We grow from each other. So I just wanted to put that out there, that that's kind of where I'm coming from. I think as long as it makes sense, I'm going to call this segment the mental media moment or the media mental moment, something like that. I love an alliteration. I love an alliteration. Alliterations are great. So for today's media mental moment, I want to take a second to talk about Taylor Swift. I love Taylor Swift, okay? I know a lot of people love Taylor Swift, okay? Stream Red Taylor's version, especially because There is a song on there that is very, very important in the discussion around mental health and mental wellness, and that is the Taylor Swift Vault song, Forever Winter. If you've listened to the song, at first I listened to it, I didn't even realize the song is about suicide, and it's about someone who doesn't even realize that other people in their life are struggling with mental illness is struggling with suicidal thoughts and depression and like I wish I could have been there for you if I knew that you were struggling. At least that's my interpretation of the lyrics and I've talked about it with a couple of my friends, my friend Macy. Hey Macy if you're watching this, love you. Um, And just about what that really means. That is something that I think we can take into account When we're struggling with mental illness, the people in our lives want to be there for us. They want to support us. And mental illness can be very isolating. It can be very hard to be honest about your struggle. But you don't need to struggle alone. You are not alone. And the people in your life are your community. And your community does better when we uplift each other. Your community does better when every single person, every single component of that community is healthy. So Forever Winter to me is a call to action to those of us who are struggling and those of us who aren't struggling to be there for each other and listen to each other and create safe spaces to discuss our mental illness. So the next part I want to get into is something I think is a huge conversation in our culture right now. It's a conversation we need to have if we're not having it, and that is the conversation around social media and mental health. This is specifically interesting because it's something we've never had to deal with before. The research on social media and its effect on mental health is still ongoing. It's very new. And so the way that social media affects us is a whole new aspect of psychology, of of everything, really. And it's something we have to learn to deal with and work with. And when I talk to teenagers specifically about social media, they really do believe that it's taking a toll on their mental health. I 
don't know what it's like to grow up every single moment of my life with social media at the forefront, at the center of it. I didn't get social media until I was in middle school, so I had spent elementary school and the majority of middle school not using social media. So my experiences with mental health when I was a kid are way different than anyone today. And that's something that I think is important for parents to take into account. Your kids are dealing with a whole new ball game from what you dealt with when you were a kid. Social media has changed the world forever in ways that are good and bad. So today, I want to talk about the pros and cons of social media and mental health. So to start off, what does the science say about social media and mental health? To begin, from the Journal of Research in Medical Sciences, excessive internet use may create a heightened level of psychological arousal, resulting in little sleep, failure to eat for long periods, and limited physical activity, possibly leading the user to experience physical and mental health problems such as depression, OCD, low family relationships, and anxiety. And I will put the links to all of the resources in my bio so that you can read them yourself and get a full picture. So, clearly... Medical research, scientific research, shows that there is a negative effect psychologically of excessive use of the internet. It is a form of addiction, um, which is not what it says in here, but it is. It's excessive internet use is a form of addiction. So let's look at what the McLean Hospital says about excessive internet use and the way it kind of relates to addiction. So, using social media activates the brain's reward center by releasing dopamine, a feel-good chemical linked to pleasurable activities such as sex, food, and social interaction. So, using social media is one way in which we experience rewarding feelings, and that is why it's so addictive. That's why we want it. We want to feel rewarded. But, at the same time, a 2018 British study tied social media use to decreased, disrupted, and delayed sleep, which is associated with depression, memory loss, and poor academic performance. Social media use can affect its users' physical health even more directly. Researchers know the connection between the mind and the gut can turn anxiety and depression into nausea, headaches, muscle tension, and tremors. This is just a reflection of the way in which the mind and the body are a symbiotic? I think that's the word. They're a symbiotic relationship. They work together. And so social media use doesn't just affect your mental state. It can also affect your physical state. The more we use social media, we're putting ourselves in a direct line to be susceptible to more mental health issues and physical health issues. And that's something that we haven't had to deal with before. Constant access to other people's lives, a constant scrutiny of our own lives, and whether or not we're doing better than everyone around us. That's not something human beings were meant to deal with, and now we're dealing with it on a massive scale. Let's also take a look at statistics around mental health and social media. So, I will also put the link to these statistics in the description. One out of four teens think that social media has a negative effect on their mental health. 
In comparison, one in five teens are diagnosed with a mental health disorder. Statistically, spending more than three hours a day on social media increases risk of mental health issues. So, a lot of us, I know personally, if I look at my screen time, I'm spending way, way more than three hours a day on social media, and it's not healthy for me. Obviously, it's something I need to work on, and I feel like it's something a lot of people can work on. There's constant, constant content available to us and constant stimulation. And I understand that that feels nice, but it's really not good for us. It's really not healthy to be doing that to ourselves all the time. And finally, this is a side effect of social media that I don't think the creators of social media ever really thought about. 59% of teens have experienced cyberbullying. That is an extreme percentage of teens and that's not okay and it will never be okay and when we go back to the core of what shout our struggle is promoting it's promoting healthier communities and if the people in your community are bullying you on social media that is going to have a negative effect on your mental state and that's why it's on every single one of us to promote mental wellness and that includes being kind to others, not cyberbullying, and not taking advantage of social media to put others down. There's already a feeling that a lot of people talk about of feeling not good enough based off of what they see on social media. And so if we're using social media to cyberbully people, that's just one more layer on top of the already toxic environment social media has creative. So overall, when we talk about the cons of social media, that includes body image, fear of missing out, loneliness, comparison to others, and cyberbullying. That's a lot of cons. That's a lot of things that are breaking us down every single day when we use social media, and that's not healthy, and I think everyone can agree on that. However, I am also a proponent of social media being good for mental health. And you might think, I'm sorry, what? Well, look at what I'm doing right now. I'm doing a podcast on social media talking about mental wellness. And that's one way we can use social media for good rather than bad. When we talk about our raw, authentic experiences with mental health in life in general, talking about dealing with anxiety and depression, talking about and promoting things like diabetes awareness, cancer awareness, getting help for our troops and stuff like that. Those are the good effects that social media can have on ourselves and our mental health. So when we go back to the idea of personal narrative that I talked about earlier in this podcast, sharing our experiences in is one way in which social media is good. Something that I want to specifically reflect on is TikTok. And TikTok has its good and bad moments, right? You have moments where the entirety of TikTok is jumping on some girl because her boyfriend was sitting on a couch and they think that he's cheating on her, which was a completely inappropriate response to that situation. Or you have things like people sharing their experiences with mental health using different trends. 
you have therapists that are making mental health information available to wide, wide audiences on TikTok. And I would say that now more than ever, there's more information on mental health and psychological problems on the internet and it's more accessible than it's ever been before to people. You don't have to have a book or a therapist to receive some sort of information on how to improve your life and that is a beautiful thing. Mental illness is not new. Mental health is something people have been struggling with for years, probably even centuries, But now we have a platform to discuss these things that we didn't have before, and that's a really great thing. Additionally, it can increase our support systems. It doesn't just have to contribute to bullying. Social media can be a very healthy and uplifting space. For example, if you look on TikTok to specifically Swift Talk, as in Taylor Swift fans. I'm just using this as an example because it's a community that I am a part of, so I've seen the dynamics of it. And obviously, there are good and bad dynamics of every community. But the Taylor Swift fan community comes together and supports each other, and they have these moments of bonding over similar experiences that make them feel not so alone. And that is such a good thing. I guess that goes back to sharing our experiences, but... To people that don't have a support system in real life, to have that even if it's on the internet can be the thing that they need to feel loved and supported and appreciated. And we can't take that away from people. If we're using social media to create healthy communities that are uplifting and intelligent and kind then there's nothing wrong with those communities existing. And like I mentioned earlier, there's now a wealth of information on the internet that's accessible to so many different kinds of people about mental wellness. I do want to talk a little bit about the downside of that, such as even though TikTok trends can normalize mental health issues, there's a downside of it contributing to misinformation about mental wellness, and promoting unhealthy coping mechanisms. A lot of people love to joke about using alcohol and drugs to uplift themselves and cope with their mental illness, and that is not a healthy way to cope with your problems. You're just falling into the slump of addiction, and that is not healthy way to deal with your mental health problems, obviously. I kind of just repeated myself, but you understand what I mean, right? It's just not good to promote unhealthy coping mechanisms as a way of dealing with your mental health issues. Additionally, even though there is a wealth of information on mental health issues, there are people out there spreading misinformation and allowing people to self-diagnose with problems they don't have. And that's a big issue on TikTok with those put-a-finger-down trends. And it'll be like, if you have this many fingers down, you have bipolar depression. Or if you have this many fingers down, you have OCD. And those are symptoms of those illnesses. But that doesn't mean that you have it. It's not a good idea to be self-diagnosing because 
there are people that have studied mental illnesses for years and those are the people that we need to trust to diagnose ourselves. Self-diagnosing can be a slippery slope and we can go down the wrong path really quickly. So we need to be cautious with this information and make sure we're using it for good, not evil. With great power comes great responsibility. Spider-Man said it the best. I mean, it wasn't Spider-Man, but you know what I mean, the Spider-Man series. Anyway, so all in all, when we're looking at social media and mental health, clearly there are upsides and there are downsides. The downsides really come when we are abusing the power of social media. They come when we are not creating healthy conversations. They come when we're promoting misinformation. They come when we are excessively using it to a point that is taking us out of our reality. The pros come when we're using it to promote wellness, when we're using it to spread information and to support each other and lift each other up. We need to be using social media responsibly in order to have it be a benefit for our community and its wellness. But overall, I feel like when we look at social media, we just need to look at it as a reflection of our society at large. In real life, if we're spreading misinformation, if we're not supporting each other, if we're bringing each other down and we're focusing too much on our on comparing ourselves to other people, that's unhealthy as well. These aren't new problems in our society and they're not new problems when it comes to the idea of mental wellness, but they're just exploded into this massive community that we have to make sure we are regulating ourselves within. Like any issue, social media and mental wellness is not a one-sided thing. There are good and bad things about social media, and we just need to be careful on how we consume it. So today, my call to action for you is to be authentic and real on social media, to lift other people up, and to ensure that you are spreading the best information possible when it comes to mental wellness or anything else. So that is the end of the podcast today. I hope that this information was useful. I hope that it made you reflect a little bit on your own social media usage and the ways in which you can promote a healthier community through your followers, through the media you consume, and I hope we can all be responsible when it comes to social media and mental health. So I will be back as soon as possible. I'm hoping to bring some guests on our next episode, which will be very exciting. So you all have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, a wonderful, wonderful week, and stay well. Healthier individuals lead to healthier communities. Bye, everyone.